Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome back to Healthy Mind Healthy Life the podcast that explores the connection between our mental well-being and our overall health so i'm your host avik and today i am excited to welcome a very special guest who's making a real difference in the world of fintech and philanthropy his name is kiran james welcome to the show kiran hi avik thank you very much for having me very excited to talk to you today Great, you're welcome. So, Kiran, like before we start our conversation, I would love to mention this to all of our listeners that uh, Kiran is the CEO and founder of Wonderful, a company that's revolutionizing the way we make payments and support the charities. But that's his correct. story, yeah, true. But his story isn't just about the business success. So, it's also about pushing the boundaries, doing good and also finding a balance in a fast paced world so uh, karen like thanks for joining us today and uh, i'm i'm really really excited to dive into your story um, uh, so uh, but before we do that uh, let's start with the basic like if you can tell us about a bit about uh, wonderful that what inspired you to create it ah very good question um I was inspired to start Wonderful back in 2016. There were a couple of things happening during 2016 in the family which were were quite instrumental. So it was my 50th birthday. It was our 25th wedding anniversary. Um, and two of the three children had significant birthdays as well, so 21st and an 18th. And we thought, well, let's try and do something a little bit special this year and uh, and, and see whether we can... Um, you know, raise some money for charity, but go a step further than that. So I'd been running for charity for many, many years. And I thought, actually, this time, let's go a step further and we'll we'll build the fundraising platform. Um, so, so it really started off because I, I guess a little bit of frustration with the amount of money that was being lost to good causes by the fun, fundraising platform itself. So we decided <clears throat> I, I had a telecoms business at the time and some really great engineers um, who very kindly gave up their coffee breaks and lunch hours, and we said, "Let's let's build this thing and see whether we can get some interest." And if all else fails, at least we'll raise the money for the for the marathon this year through our own platform and ensure that every penny goes to charity. So that that's how we got started, um, and kind of never looked back. But I'll I'll come on to some of the other the other details as we progress. Wow, that's great, lovely. So, uh, I mean. Um regarding uh, yoga. So mm -hmm. how has yoga shaped your approach to the business? Does it inform uh, your uh, 
leadership style, decision making or the risk tolerance? It does indeed. And and I came to yoga quite late. Um, so I mentioned before, I've been, I've been running for a long time and I was actually chatting to a guy in our local supermarket. Uh, he asked me what I was doing at the weekend. He was going to go and do some climbing. And I said, well, I'm, I'm running again. He said, have you ever thought about doing yoga? So I said, never given a, a moment's thought, to be honest. He said, well, I, t- I teach a class on a Tuesday night. Why don't you come along? It uh, It's great for runners. It'll help stretch out some of those stiff muscles. So I thought, kind of, what have I got to lose? I'll go along and <laughs> and and I learned a lot of humility in forty minutes because I I went there feeling you know fairly fit, been running for a while. How hard can this be? And and he completely destroyed me in forty minutes. It was fabulous. Um, so that that's how I got started with it. And and again, never really looked back from from that first session. What I find is it's almost like two types of of meditation for me. The the running's what I would describe as my moving meditation. I love the rhythm of that. Um, but yoga, jump on the mat, and and kind of within a you know a few minutes, I'm in a completely different place. Um, and I think the the combination of breathing and movement on the yoga mat really helps to bring some focus. So it's been for me a tremendous change from the the normal day-to-day work is to get on that onto onto the mat and just feel it's your own space um and, and ironically i think a lot of the times when i'm blocked with business decision making problems the mat is where they they're solved similarly running as well i'll find oftentimes you know dealing with a problem at work can't find a solution go out for a run and, and it pops into your head kind of three miles down the road so yeah, wow. yoga's yoga's been fabulous. Really, really great. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, I mean, if you can also share a specific instance where yoga helped you navigate a challenging business situation. Specifically, it's difficult because I think it's it tends to be more just that now I don't like to to miss too many sessions. Occasionally, if you're traveling um, with work and so on, you find that that you have to just you know life does get in the way from time to time. But but if I can avoid that, then I will do so at all costs because I really do feel that it it just helps with that balance so much. Um, but in specific specifics, it's hard to say. I would say it's just become kind of quite a fundamental part of my day to day life understood so um also if you can also uh share like uh, your transition to uh veganism so okay what motivated this shift and how has it impacted your overall well-being and the outlook of life yeah so that was much earlier that's probably about 20 25 years ago now and i I actually started because I just felt my diet was a little bit unhealthy. Probably, I think that was when I was teaching. So one of my first jobs was a, as a high school teacher. And again, quite long hours, not not getting the exercise in, um, not really doing a great deal in terms of, um, you know, any meditation or any, any, any mindfulness at all. And, and my diet wasn't fabulous either. So I started, first of all, as a vegetarian, and then um, it was really just felt like a very natural progression to move from vegetarianism to veganism, driven mainly, I think, again, by diet on the basis that having tried tried to make a move to eating more healthily, what I found was I was just eating way too much dairy and too much cheese, so it was anything but a healthy diet. Um so I think that was the thing that really sparked that first movement, and again, it's been uh, it's been with me ever since. Um, 
And, and I find now I'm a terrible cook, I have to confess. So I'm, I'm very lucky that my wife cooks very well and has also been happy to cook numerous different meals um, for members of the family over the past 20 odd years. Um, so I'm blessed in that sense that that I do benefit from her cooking rather than my own. I'm not sure I'd have lasted as a vegan if it had been my, my own cooking, but uh, but there we are. So yeah, for me, it's 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 high in fiber. It's a very rich diet. It's a very nutritious diet. It's a very light diet as well. So again, if you're if you're practicing yoga and things, I think it's great. Um, otherwise, you find you kind of trying to digest for three or four hours before you go on the mat. So so I do like that that element of it as well. Okay, okay. So how do you balance the demands of entrepreneurship with maintaining a healthy and the sustainable lifestyle? Well, as I say, I think the the, the running is really, really key for me. Um, I've changed from being an afternoon runner. So I used to run when I when I finished work to more recently running in the mornings now before I start. So again, probably not typical of I practice Ashtanga yoga. And, and I think the way to practice Ashtanga is in the mornings. That's when you're supposed to do it. But I actually flip that around. So I tend to do my yoga in the early evening um, and I'll run first thing in the morning and then works in between. But but there are times even during a busy day when you I think it's really great just to step back for for a few minutes. So even the breathing and so on. If I'm finding a, a, a particular moment or a meeting or a call or a particular challenge, you know, to be to be quite demanding in one way or another, just stepping back for it and taking ten deep breaths and and realizing, you know, employing the same techniques for that um, as you might on the yoga mat, I find is really really helpful. Okay, got it. So. Um... Uh, like what are some of the uh, most unexpected twists and the turns you have encountered on your entrepreneurial journey? Most unexpected. Um, well, I've been several businesses over many, many years. I think one of the things I would say that's been the least expected is I would describe the tension between regulation and innovation and actually finding that, you know, when you, you think about a regulatory environment, then that, that might stymie innovation. What I've found in a number of different businesses is that actually the regulatory, um, what might be perceived as blocks for other businesses have created opportunities. Um, so if you think about what we were doing with telephony, um, the regulator in the UK introduced a new telephone number range beginning with 03, and it had some specific characteristics that were different from other number ranges in terms of the way that calls to those numbers were, were charged and so on. Um, and we really embraced that and saw that as an opportunity to create some new products. And I think similarly, regulation around payments and in the fintech space and in, in financial services generally, um, you know, people you often hear saying, oh, this creates a real barrier to innovation and trying to comply with all the regulatory requirements is is is, is causing all sorts of problems for the business. Um, for us, I think it's been that seeing that opportunity that a tight regulatory regime creates in terms of, I guess, limiting access to other players. So if you're happy to embrace that and and deal with all the regulation and work with it, then it can create an opportunity that perhaps others aren't willing to take on. So I think out of everything over the many, many businesses, whether it's telephony, company formations, um, payments, even the charity sector, that that perceived tension between regulation and innovation has actually been quite the opposite for us. Okay. So, uh, I mean, uh, what advice would you give to the aspiring entrepreneurs who are also passionate about health and wellness? 
just that try and find time to 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 have that passion for the business i think that's really really important but recognize that if you you know you're working 18 hours a day which oftentimes when you're starting a new business that's what you'll find happens you need to really carve out some time and 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 make space for doing whatever it is you like to do um and something that occupies Ideally, your your mind and your body in a completely different way from what you're doing with that particular startup or that business. Um, another thing I, I like to do is I enjoy making music. And I started making music many, many years ago as a drummer in a band. Um, and very recently, having moved kind of from there into electronic music and doing lots of programming, I was finding that actually there's quite a lot of similarity using a computer keyboard, using a screen and so on. And I was thinking, actually, is this really different from my, from my working job? Obviously, the creative elements really were. Um, but I was chatting to one of my drummer friends from, from a couple of decades ago, just over the Christmas break. And I said, you know, I'm going to get myself a pair of drumsticks again and a practice pad. And I'm going to go back to using the or learning the rudiments, the very basics of playing the drums. And I thought his comment in response was really quite telling. You were saying, you, you probably need to give it a, an hour every two days as a minimum. But the great thing about it is because you're occupying your mind and your hands, so you're not doom scrolling on a telephone, you're not doing anything else. He said that was for him, that was his meditation. It was just a really great way of divorcing completely what he was doing with a, a pair of drumsticks from what he did during the day with his work. Um so I'm really looking forward to getting started in the new year. That's my my plan for the new year is to do some drumming again after many, many years. <laughs> wow. So uh, where do you see your entrepreneurial path and your commitment to the yoga and um, veganism uh, taking you in the future? I'd like, I hope in some ways it, it inspires other people to do the same um, because, you know, I was inspired from a conversation over a supermarket checkout. Um, I'd say it did change my life completely in terms of getting that balance back and just making sure that I did find some time to do it. Uh, it it kind of doesn't matter. I think it's finding something that just gives you that spark, whatever that might be, whether it's the gym, whether it's Pilates, but I think some physical exercise, some movement, um, if you're able to do it, then I think I would absolutely um, love to inspire other people to do the same kind of thing, whether it's going out for a run, going out for a walk. Being out in nature, I think, is just absolutely crucial to well-being. Okay. That's that's really great. So any any exciting projects or initiatives uh, on the horizon? Well, we've recently launched um, Wonderful. So Wonderful, I mentioned the charity fundraising platform started its life back in 2016. Um, very quickly, we we ran into a problem, which was the cost of processing donations. So... We were using debit and credit cards to process all the donations, and we wanted to do that completely free of charge for the charities and ensure that they received every penny. The issue that we had in order to meet the costs of processing the donations, we brought on board a corporate sponsor. Um, and again, what really happened was we created this success paradox that the bigger the platform grew, the more donations that were going through it, um, the more we were having to go back to the corporate sponsor and say, can we have more money to pay the card processing fees? So that's how we ended up doing what we're doing now with Wonderful as, as a payments business. So wonderful.org continues um, as a fundraising platform, but we then moved from there to gaining our own authorization as a, as a fintech to provide payment services and account information services. 
So the big thing for me in 2024, we've just launched our commercial services as well to support wonderful.org. So we're now offering payment services to small businesses in the UK, um, super aggressive prices and so on. And we are, you know, we'll be pushing that really hard into 2024 to, to grow that business and sustain completely independently all of the charity um, work that we're doing with with wonderful.org as well. Wow, that's really lovely. And um, I mean, just it's, it's a bit of personal thing, but uh, if you can also share your favorite yoga pose or the meditation practice that helps you center yourself and find the clarity in the midst of entrepreneurial hustle. There are two for me. Shirshasana will be one headstand. So I really, really, I, I just love headstand. I find it. It's Shirshasana. Yeah, Shishasana, deeply relaxing, really. Um, so and end of the practice in, in uh, Ashtanga, pretty much towards the end. Um, that for me, if I can get up to headstand and stay up there for 30, 40 long breaths, then it, I don't know. There's something nice about that inversion that that really works for me. And then the obvious one, it might sound very obvious, but Shivasana. Um, I think Shivasana is really, really nice when you've had that really hard practice. Uh, in Ashtanga, I think... Um, they refer to that as taking rest rather than shavasana, um, and I think it's so true. When when you've really worked through that practice, there's something deeply relaxing about shavasana. So those would be my my two favorites for sure. Lovely, oh, that's really lovely. Thanks, thanks for sharing this. And um, so before we wrap up, like, what's one piece of unconventional wisdom you have picked up? along the way that has uh, become a guiding principle for you? That's a great one. And it's one I share very frequently with um, with people starting businesses. And and I, I can't remember where this came from, but but the, the line was be passionate and dispassionate in equal measure. Um, and it's one that I live by now. And, and the reason for it, or, the, or let me explain what I mean by that, if you're starting a business, I think it's a great thing to be passionate about what that business is about. So something that you love will really help you with that. However, that can also blind you into not having that dispassion about the numbers. So what you need to have is kind of a passion for the product or the service that you're launching, but also be really, really dispassionate and really objective when you're looking at the numbers. Um, and And... Failure is never failure. So if you look at those numbers and they're not telling you what you'd love them to tell you, then you've just got to accept that uh, and move on and and don't wait too long um, before either pivoting or even changing completely. Um, so the numbers, the numbers are black and white, and I think that's that's the thing for me. Passion and dispassion in equal measure, I think, is the thing that I try to live by now with the business. Wow. That's really great. So, well, that's all uh, the time we have for today, friends. Um, so, uh, and also thank you, uh, Kieran, for sharing your inspiring journey of entrepreneurship, yoga, and veganism. So, uh, it's been a fascinating conversation, I would say. And I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot about finding balance, pursuing um, the, your passions, and also uh, making a positive impact on the world. So, uh, and for the listeners, I would love to mention that always remember that whether you are scaling a business or mastering a, a headstand, it's all about taking one step, one breath at a time. So keep moving, keep exploring, and also keep your eyes fixed on those endless horizons. So until next time, stay healthy, stay curious, and stay tuned for more uh, boss moves and barefoot beats. 
So thank you so much.